Stab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Four-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. He's got a brand new single, One Too Many, and he's back in Australia as we chat to him now. Keith Urban, good morning, mate. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. We've just been listening to the new single, which is absolutely amazing, and we always love your music, but anything with, like, Pink's voice, it's like an automatic hit. Oh, thanks, Abby. Yeah, she she definitely uh, is one of my favourite singers of all time. It was awesome to finally get a track with her. Is it good, though, being home? And dare I say, you know when you return and, you know, everyone wants to catch up, but because you've been right. in isolation and you can still blame COVID, they're like, oh, Keithy, you're back in town. Let's catch up. But you're like, oh, can't, can't, can't do isolation. It. Yeah, <laughs> doing the ISO. Um, no, I mean, it's it's amazing being able to be back and of course you know with family as well has mm. been the big thing being able to catch up with everybody how do you go with that because um, we are lucky that we're still working and you're um, lucky that your job allows you the ability to work from home but you mm. can't just be lazy sometimes too right and just binge on netflix without going oh there's a home studio i should get in there and bang out something for 12 hours you know oh look honestly the beginning of all of this kind of around about um you know, March, mid-March, late March, when everything started grinding to a halt, especially in the States, um, I, 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 did, I just sort of got a bit shell-shocked. I froze up, honestly, and I was just, I didn't really, I was finishing my album, but mm. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to, you know, get in my, in my trackies and just sit on the couch and do nothing. Mm. Um, and it took, a, it took a while for me to, you know, venture down into my studio and get back, back to work. Well, you you have hinted that there's more collaborations on your album. Are you still doing hints, or you want to reveal anyone else? Uh, no, there's a, obviously the song with Pink, and yeah. I have uh, there's a, there's an amazing young artist from Atlanta, Georgia called Breland, who um, I wrote a few songs with on on this album and the opening track. One too many. That's the uh, single. It is out. Uh, we're going to spin it in just a second. Um, with Pink, we know early on in the whole craziness of coronavirus, she unfortunately um, caught it and, and thankfully has recovered from it now. Did you guys mm-hmm. um, go into the studio together to record this or did you have to do it separately? Because I imagine that would have been tricky to navigate. It was. And actually, she had... Um I heard that she loved the song, was ready to get in and sing it, and then I didn't hear anything for a long time, and I was worried that she'd gone off the song. And then I <laughs> found out what she had been going through, and I just couldn't believe it. And uh, But, yeah, she she got finally got in the studio, sang the song, sang the hell out of the song. Mm-hmm. And then, so we had to do it remotely. Um, you know, of course, I was in Nashville. She's out in California. Um but then we uh, had to talk about how to do a video, which we just um, shot a while back too. And piecing that together was was also not easy. But we made the most of the fact that we had to do it remotely. We actually made that part of the storyline, which you guys will see when you see the video. Also, so she, yeah, great. Well, so so she was she got sick when she was meant to record, so it had to kind of pump the brakes for a second. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I That's, love how you get yeah. nervous that she's gone off the... Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to reach and be desperate and ask again, like, what's happening? <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 I've got heaps of people, Pink. If you don't want to do it, I'll, uh, I'll line it up. <laughs> um, and so how long are you back in the country for now? Uh, well, Nick is still shooting her film, so that's going to be a, a little while longer. She's in Byron Bay, so we're sort of... Um, 
up and back. Do they freak out at the Queensland border when it's you and Nicole with your pass on your windscreen and the cops, you wind down the window and the cops go, <laughs> bloody hell, Keith Urban. You can go, you can go. <laughs> yeah, now I was, I was wishing I could drive a big, big truck right through, but no, I don't think it's going to work, so I'm just going to have to wait till things change. Well, that's it. People actually have been smuggling people in. I know that sounds awful. He's not smuggling. Uh, no, I'm not saying you are, but you did say big truck. I'm just saying, Keith, it looks dodgy when you just don't want a small little yeah. ute or a truck. You, you know, you want a big one. That's the issue. Yeah, it's a big problem with the big 18-wheeler coming through with me at the helm. You're like, nah, I'm not buying this one. <laughs> that's, that's just every, doesn't every country music star want a Big Mac truck to drive around and hope it doesn't break down? <laughs> yeah. We were calling ourselves Hit 105 for a few years. We've changed to B105, back, back to, to B105 now. You, mm-hmm. you grew up in, in Caboolture. Do you, you remember yep. it as B105 as a kid? That's what it would have always been to you. Yep. It's always been B105. Yeah, we've actually noticed that most people didn't change the name. They're like, what do you mean? Why are you making this big deal about being the same name? And you're like, oh, we changed it for a few years. Yeah. That was a bit of a hiccup. Um, yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, and there it is, your new single, One Too Many. Um, we actually have someone on the on the phone who, who heard that we were chatting to you, Keith. And we're wondering, you know how you hear stories about people and you're like, we don't know if that's a true story or not. And then you get the source and you're like, we need to confirm. Right. No, that makes you nervous when someone says this, especially when we go, this was done uh, yeah. in 2005. <laughs> story from 2005. Stay with us. It's not bad. So it's a story about a, a Holden Ute. Apparently you had a Holden Ute that you went to the Logies on. Yeah, that's and, right. And you loved it. I loved it, yeah. I wanted to figure out how to get it over to the States so I could drive it around Nashville. See, this is the story that we heard. And then how come you never ended up buying it? Because I, we heard that you were keen as to get it over there and show everyone what an Australian ute is in Nashville. Yeah, I think it, uh, at the time it was starting to get a bit cost prohibitive, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because they had to, you know, do the conversion to the other side of the dash with the wheel and the whole thing and... I think it just at some point just became too logistically hard to do. Oh, right. Well, mm. we have Chris um, with us right now. He's a former HSV general manager, the guy who is uh, dealing with that. Chris, can we get a freebie for Keith Urban so he can drive <laughs> it around Nashville? <laughs> a bit too late now. Hi, Keith. How are you? Way too late. G'day, Chris. Good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were pretty keen on that car back in the day. Well, yeah, you only got to drive it one time, and then you just, you, I mean, I, I loved it and just uh, wished I could have put it in the uh, overhead compartment and flown it back to Nashville with me. <laughs> I wish we could have made it happen, but the best we could do was to give you the car for the Logie red carpet. And, uh, yep. Any, yeah, it was a good way to show up. Made with your arrival, right? Yeah, and I think I uh, recall my brother was with me too, so he, um, he was my passenger. Because Chris yeah, was, yeah. Uh, we, we would sort of, it sort of infers that, like, um, Keith's management called up and said, don't sell Keith the car. He does not need the ute. Do not sell him the car. Is that what you recall happening? Uh, look, I, I don't know. Maybe, Keith, you had the handbrake, handbrake applied on it. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think some of your colleagues, some of the folks, the country, country music folks back in Nashville are, are really keen on their cars and trucks, right? There's some pretty impressive collection, collections amongst your peers. Yeah, that's well. That's why I would have thought. You know, the closest thing they've got in Nashville would be like an El Camino or something like that. But yeah. you know, Ute or if you want to call them a pickup, like in Nashville, never seen anything like a Malou before. And uh, maybe at some point I'll still figure out how to how to find one somewhere and and take it back over with me. Yeah, there's a few over there, so you know maybe we can reach out and do right. it. But 
I'll I tell you what, from uh, I'm sure you've heard that uh, you know Holden isn't going to be selling new cars here anymore, which yeah. is... Well, so, yeah. Keith, it would have been worth 10 times yes. the amount today, so you should have that. bought it back in the day, mate. <laughs> Damn it. All I've realised is how many uh, cars Chris would have sold saying, do you know Keith Urban wanted this one? He couldn't have it. <laughs> he can have it. But you could buy it. Nicole said no. <laughs> <laughs> How, how about all the Tiranas that people had over the years and sold them and now wish to God they'd never sold them mm. either? Yeah. You know, yeah. do you reckon the same thing would have happened with the 1987 Corolla that I had when I was 17, Keith? You, you reckon not? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like, you say we you say pickup truck in Nashville, and we say you know a Ute in Australia. What was yep. what was some of the we- hardest things for you when you moved over to the states, like? Comparing, speaking. I mean, at the end of the day, speak. It's almost like there's a different word for every single thing. Mm. So even on a car, it's not the boot, it's the trunk, it's not mm. the bonnet, it's the hood, it's not the rear vision mirror, it's the rear view mirror, it's not the indicator, it's the turn signal, it's not, and it just went on and on. Mm. It was literally, it's not the mudguard, it's the fender. There was literally a different name for every single it's part not of the, the car. Uh, glove box. It's the gun box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's when I was invited to a party where they have before you play um, football, and oh, it's the a, tailgate party. The tailgate party, mm. and I was like, "What yeah. do you? What do you mean? <laughs> it doesn't really make sense." But yeah, and they all just have it in their yep. trunks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's driving pickups to the concert, so they just uh, have their party in the back of it. Yeah. We did a drive-in concert recently over in Nashville, and. I think it was maybe April or May, somewhere around there, and um, first one that was done over there. And I was, you know, I was picturing all these people in cars, mm. you know, like traditional drive-in, you know. And I thought oh, this would be a really unusual experience. All these people in cars, muffled singing and muffled cheering and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be weird. And of course, I got there, and most everyone's got either pickups or you know vehicles like that. They've all got the cars parked backwards facing. Yes. Yeah, perfect. The driver, and they're and they're all out and you know tailgating mm. and uh, sitting mm. on the roof and sitting in the back, and it was fantastic. That'll be the new concert though, because that's great for COVID. Because you know how they've been trying to put up those barriers when you go to a gig so that people don't, um, you know, Mingle. mix with different families. Mm. So you could just back up right. the back up the pickup truck each concert. Yep, yep. I know. I mean, we're all trying to figure out how to do it. Because the hard part is, right, you can you can get people to orderly assemble at the beginning of a concert, mm. but they are so smashed by the end. <laughs> yeah. all, all bets are off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, imagine, imagine being the COVID-safe officer, like, you know, three-quarters of a way through Keith Irving, Irving gig, where you're like, hey. Oh, yeah. No, we've got things to work out, but yeah. uh, we're going to figure it out because we've got to play. We yeah. just have to play. Oh, yep. mate, well, you got this album, The Speed of Sound, new single out today, One Too Many. We are keen to see it live. Always a pleasure, mate. Really appreciate you calling us this morning and catching up. You too. Thanks, Stab. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Matt. Stab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.